I've got a very simple solution for this. War Games! What's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome back to the War Report on this beautiful Thursday evening. Of course, I'm your host, Mirjani, and I'm always joined by Cyrus. Uh, very event- Well, this very eventful week in wrestling, for better or worse, a lot for worse. Uh, we're going to try to get you through it and run through it all. Of course, we're going to talk about NXT, AEW, mm-hmm. all the happenings there. Um, let's jump right into In the Trenches because there's some breaking news that happened as we are recording. Seems that <laughs> uh, seems that Tessa the Blanchard... stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tessa Blanchard has been fired or let go by Impact and stripped of their uh, world championship. Uh from reading from reports, there's a so basically they asked her to do to send promos in, you know, to like factor into the mm-hmm. show. She did not. Uh, they couldn't come to an agreement with that, so they had to edit the show a certain way. Afterwards, they asked her to you know to come and drop the belt. She did not, so they had to part ways. They oh, had she to was on issue hostage. Well, I mean, if you look at it in terms, maybe she didn't want to travel during a pandemic, which is, I mean, you're totally your prerogative as you know, other wrestlers mm-hmm. may not do. But I mean, you are the world champion. So <laughs> at least cut yeah. a promo. Well, at least cut a promo and send it in. That's, you know what I mean? Like you could at least give them, like the courtesy of doing that. But she did not. And now she is gone. Uh, everybody's saying it, but uh, they should have been got rid of her um, since last year. But uh, I mean, it is what it is. I don't really watch. Uh, <laughs> I don't really watch Impact, so it is what it is. I and keep... people were uh, people were saying that uh, she should go to AEW. Um, I don't think that happening. I, I'm a little well versed, a little bit well versed in the. To impact and mm-hmm. with their world title match, you're supposed to have a, a five way. And um, yeah. the problem is now that forty percent of it is gone. Like there's no Michael Elgin and no Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> what happens to that company now? <laughs> uh, I mean. They could, they're going to sign people, like, from what we read, like, previously, um, they have a lot of money, and they they said that they have intention of signing people, so they could sign, like, Rusev, they could sign, um, you know, Anderson and Gallows and stuff like that, but they do have talent there. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, this Tesla situation, I'm, Impact is always going to, um, they're always going to survive somehow. They always do. They always find a way. My thing is Tessa. I don't know where she goes from here. AEW, I don't think. To be honest, I don't know if AEW touches her because of obviously her past. And I mean, I guess the only, the only, um, well, the only company that I could see that tries to sign her is ROH because they need women's presence on there but they're not running any shows anytime soon and they have their own problems with that they're trying to clean up so i don't know where she goes she's not going to wwe oh yeah um clapped uh burnt that bridge um yeah she burnt uh she burnt a lot of bridges and yeah i think uh even on the indies um yeah like i don't think uh i don't think any promotion like shimmer would welcome her back um, stardom is not wel- welcoming her back. Um, it's kind of dead. Um, it ain't too late to work at Walmart. I I mean, she is 24, but like she would have to do some hard apologizing before anybody could like consider her to go. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Breaking news. You, you're gonna, yeah, but you're gonna have to do a lot of apologizing to uh, to make a like 
to make up for the stuff that she did to uh, El Rosa, and then um, and it, and it's just like, are you apologizing because you blackballed yourself and burned every bridge? Or are you you know apologizing because you're you know genuinely sorry? Well, I'm not. Which oh, go ahead. Well, I, I'm not for people learning and trying to learn and trying to do better. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into that in the next topic, but uh, this is. Tessa's thing, you know, about saying the N-word and things like that, like, that's horrible enough. But this story is just on compound of her just being straight up difficult to work with. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, yeah. the least you can do is, you know, take your iPhone 11, right? Set it up on a <laughs> tripod and cut a promo. Everybody's been doing that. And you won't do that. Yeah. Like, that's all they were asking for. So they had to, like, edit the show around, like, her not doing that. You're the world champion. You are the top of the company. Like, that's the least you can do. Like, I understand, like, maybe feeling some trepidation about uh, traveling during the pandemic. But, like, other wrestlers have, and you are the head of the company. So, like, if you don't feel that way, then drop the title. And she refused to do that. Mm-hmm. So they, they had, Impact had no choice. No choice. I, you know what I mean? So, listen, she needs to take some time off of wrestling. <laughs> uh, like, think about all the things that she's done. Become a better person, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Like, otherwise, like, I don't think with everything with speaking out happening and, like, the like a reckoning of just getting bad people out the business, I don't see how any company can touch her right now. I don't see how AEW can touch her. Like, AEW has tr- trouble enough with getting the women on their show uh, already on a weekly basis. So that factors in. And like like I said, only place I can see is ROH. And ROH isn't running shows. And mm-hmm. their head booker right now, allegedly, is or by like yeah. his statement also is, under fire as well. is under fire so like i don't want to it would be bad for them to bring another under fire person to the company yeah we'll we'll see how she uh how she moves forward personally i won't be watching because i don't i'm not particularly too big of a fan of tessa blanchard so it is what it is all right, moving right along, I think it'd be remiss not to talk about the Sammy Guevara, Sasha fallout, and comments and oh, touch on yeah. that a little bit. Of course, everybody knows and has listened to the soundbite that Sammy's said, which is, I mean, we can all agree that is disgusting, and nobody should be talking about that so flippantly about yeah. things like rape. And so him and Sasha talked. Sasha put out a statement, which I thought was very well done. She did not say that she forgave him, which, I mean, if you do something terrible, you are not uh, guaranteeing anybody forgiving you. And you have to be okay with that. Uh, Sammy put out an apology on Twitter. He put out an apology on YouTube. He has to undergo sensitivity training. And AW suspended him without pay. And then, uh, then they donated the salary. So... A lot happening there. I, I think donating a salary is heat. <laughs> I think it was that the right thing to do. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, before I give any thoughts, like, what do you think about the whole situation? Um, when I heard the clip, I was just like, oh, how can, how bad can this, oh, this is bad. <laughs> um... During the whole, like, development of the whole thing, I saw a lot of people, like, I I just, like, it's quarantine still. Uh, so I woke up midday, and then I saw, when I got on Twitter, all I saw was people being mad at Rhea Ripley, Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss, and I was just like, you're misdirecting all your anger and all your, like, your frustration, because they didn't say what Sammy Guevara said. So it's just like, why are you on their ass? And then it it, it really just became nothing. Well, like it, it became a whole bunch of like nothing. And then Sasha released a statement, and I think that really should just. I, I think that was the end of the conversation. Like uh, the the competition, uh, the conversation started going to a downward spiral where it started becoming more like just 
you know, more WWE hate, I guess. And it was just like, this is not what this is about right now. But uh, I'm glad Sasha handled it like an adult. She didn't have to put it. She didn't put on a show for Twitter, which she could have did. Um, but she handled it like an adult. I think um, just kind of going into it, like, I think it, I read something that Renee Young said about her deleting Twitter off her phone. And I recently did that. And I think it's been amazing for me so far because I don't really see all those comments. I think that a lot of people, when we talk about these hot button issues that like a lot of people kind of go from thing of just anger and just kind of not really thinking through of things like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, Twitter goes into like whenever something happens, Twitter goes into this weird berserker state where it just starts swinging on everybody, and then you know after like probably a couple of hours, like you know you get your re- retweets off, and then it eventually calms down or like they keep going. God knows, but like um, Sasha handled it uh, handled it very well, and uh, that, that's all I can really say about it. Um, Sammy Gov- I didn't listen to. Uh, I didn't read or listen to both of his apologies. I personally really don't care. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I think uh, it is what it is with that. And also, I think uh, Star, uh, not Stardom, uh, AEW definitely lost a keep. Like, suspending him, they kind of lost a key player to go forward with these Dynamites and uh, Firefest. So there's also that as well. But it is what it is. Watch what you say, man. Well, I think... Just kind of going off what I just said, like a lot of people, I think we all would benefit more if we just kind of calmed down and just kind of thought about what we have to said before we said it. Because I know that like with mm-hmm. with issues like this and especially with speaking out and everything that's happened at this point, um, it's a hot button issue. It's an emotional issue. Like I get it um, and things of that nature. In this situation, I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel. Like, if you feel that, you know, Sammy Guevara should be fired, that's fine. You are well within your right. What he said was wrong. Like I said, um, nobody should really joke up. Nobody should joke about rape. And I think that with, with those situations and, you know, thinking about like all the comments and all the stories of made, like especially men in general we have to really police that in our own circles to say that that is not okay it really starts with us and mm-hmm. with Sammy Guevara like it's not an excuse that he was 22 when you were 22 years old you were fully cognizant of saying things like that <laughs> and um, yeah. and putting that out there I will say though I did read and listen to his uh, apologies I did think that they were genuine. I do think that he was actively trying to learn from this and be a better person. So if he is genuine and he does the sensitivity training and he's able to use his platform going forward to show people and especially a wrestling community that says some terrible things that as a man, this is not okay for you to do. I'm okay with him coming back. I'm okay. Like I'm fine with the suspension. Um, I think it's for situations like this, and I'm not saying like allegedly, like with the some of the stories that we have heard where Pete, where men have used their power to uh, sexually assault or sec- or mentally abuse women. I, they definitely need to not be in wrestling ever, like not hire yeah. and things like that. But with this specific case, if he really has learned and he really is trying to actively be. A better person, I think that he should be given a short leash. But like, if he wants the, another chance, I think that like, if people want to give him another chance to do it, then okay. If people don't want to give him another chance, like I said, like if Sasha doesn't want to have forgive him for that, then you he has to understand that as well. I think you know either side mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah, uh, just harmless banter uh, between two wrestlers dived into like something wild uh yeah sasha doesn't have to forgive him and then honestly the world the more the world just keeps going forward man 
Well, I mean, like nobody does. Nobody has to forgive him. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like, yeah. if he if he can actively be a better person and like, like I said, like understand why shit like that is not okay. Like, it's not fine to joke about you know rape or sexual assault and why mm-hmm. especially it's not okay to say that after you came back from the PC where like a lot of, where you've had stories of women saying they don't feel safe in training facilities mm-hmm. that's even that's even worse so like you know what I mean i hope he takes this time to really just kind of think about what he said and you know hopefully he you know he has changed and become a better person that's all i can really say on that that video of him in the pc is hilarious though and lacey evans going oh he don't know how to roll (laughs) kyle let's go get in that trunk who Let's talk about NXT first. They are bringing back the Great American Bash. Uh, it's going to be two nights like Firefest, which I thought it was funny that they just kind of announced that. Obviously, they're doing head-to-head. I mean, it, it, it's impossible to ignore that they're doing head-to-head with AEW, but... It's cool. That, it's cool. <laughs> Especially to, now. Well, it's cool to hear that you know they're bringing back like a WCW property like that. It, um, mm-hmm. So Ray Ripley's, uh, Ripley's in a feud with Robert Stone and Aaliyah. I did not see that coming. Um, Whew. Um, a fall f- like I guess, man. Rio Ripley, what a fall from grace. <laughs> I already don't like the Robert Stone brand thing. Um, I, I personally never was a fan. And now you add Rhea Ripley. I, I mean, now you add Aaliyah to it. Nah, son. Uh, I, I, hey, man, we wanted multiple uh, women's story feuds, and we got another. Think this uh, is, I think this and is now a they're going to have a match next week. I'm just like, come on. Well, I think this is a way for to keep Rhea away until SummerSlam when they eventually have the EO uh, Rhea rematch. Like you don't. I don't think they want to burn that at Great American Bash, obviously because mm-hmm. you're going to have a um, number one contendership match next week. So I mean, if you want to get a Lee in storylines, cool. If you want to get Robert Stone wrestling, fine. I think that Rhea is going to beat them both quickly, like she beat Aaliyah this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a way to keep Rhea uh, occupied. That's it. That's pretty much all <laughs> I got on that. Yeah, that they're keeping her occupied in the worst way. Uh, but it is what it is, man. We'll jump from that and we'll talk about uh, a little bit more about the women's division. So, as I alluded to, it's going to be a number one contenders match. It's going to be Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox next week <laughs> on the first week of Great American Bash. I pretty much know, I, I mean, I knew as soon as everybody got announced who was going to win. Or who I think is going to win next week. I think it's going to be Dakota. Okay. Uh, I I hope it's Dakota. Um, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae, they can continue this feud that they're having, but they should not be in this match. (laughs) Um, I just think, like, the stuff they've been doing in the past two weeks, how how is the stuff that they did in the past two weeks land them a title shot? Or to even be in this match? What do you mean, like, as them, like, feuding together? Yeah, like, racking up wins or anything like that. They've just been fighting each other for the most part, and then, basically, they're just bodies, and, uh, because they're just gonna continue, they're just gonna continue to feud that they have with one another in that match. But, like, do they have to do that in that match? Well, yeah, because I don't think that if you're building up Candice LeRae, like, you're not going to, uh... I don't think that you're going to just, like, kind of exclude her from the match. You know what I mean? But she's been doing nothing but getting her ass kicked by Mia Yim. So it it would be Dakota and Tegan again. It should have just been Dakota because she's been winning all these weeks. So NXT loves their fatal four ways. They love their triple threats. They love their <laughs> fatal four ways. That's what they're gonna. That's what they're doing here. Tegan, I mean uh, Dakota Kai. You know, whatever. You know, it might just be like a like whatever. It's uh, Casey Cannizzaro and 
Kanan Carter, but like she's the only one in the match that's like sort of on a win streak. And then literally after her match, she was just like, "I'm coming for you, EO." Well, she said the seeds were already the seeds were already planted. She said it for two weeks, but also Tegan has beaten her. She's beaten her and Raquel, uh, her and Shotzi. So yeah, I mean, I you know, but. Tegan kind of got her title shot already last week against the uh, Bailey and Sasha tag team title. Yeah, but still, she got her title shot. But it's yeah, but it's what, this is we're talking about the NXT Women's Championship. I don't think that she's going to win. I don't think that Tegan's going to win. I yeah. think that like after SummerSlam, her uh, her future is going to be either Raw on Raw or SmackDown. I think that she is ready to go. She is, you know, there's nothing else that she could do. At the same time, like, you know, it's, like I said, NXT loves their Fatal 4-Ways, so this is what you have, <laughs> and I think Dakota's yeah. going to win. I think, you know, or they could swerve us and then Candice wins. You never know. Oh, Lord. But, uh, All right. moving on. I guess they can do that. Moving on there, uh, Roderick Strong is still afraid of Dexter Loomis. Next week, they're going to fight in a strap match. <laughs> so, I mean. That should be fine. Yeah, well, you know, Roddy can't escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last strap matches. Uh, like I'm just remember old time strap matches. Should be fun. Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. Okay, that was the last strap match. This is NXT's first strap match, and I was reminded a couple weeks ago from uh, Justin that uh, Dexter Loomis doesn't have a win over Roderick Strong. Thanks. So I think that uh, he's gonna. Get, I think that he's gonna get it here. Yeah, he should definitely get it here, but um. I like that Dexter Loomis doesn't have any single wins against him, but like he still has like a major upper hand on him uh, on Roger Strong by just scaring the shit out of him. <laughs> no, I think that like okay, he lost to Adam Cole in a really competitive match. When he starts beating, you know, the Roderick Strongs, and when he starts beating. Um, you know, like the fishes, and, and maybe if O'Reilly comes back, you know, well, given their <laughs> testing capacity, I do not think that's going to happen anytime soon. But um, yeah. with that, I don't know. Um, so when Loomis finally does beat them, I think it's going to happen next week. It's going to feel big. You know what I mean? Like Dexter Loomis finally, he already feels like, even though he's lost, like he still feels like, because of his character, mm-hmm. he still feels like a major player. So yeah, and I think that's really cool. Uh, going off from there, so you had Bronson Reed go against Carrion Cross is a little bit more. Well, you had two matches that were really quick. You had Cameron Grimes; he got the big, the quick win against Damian Priest, and then Carrion Cross getting a uh, quick win against uh, Bronson Reed. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, with, I'm okay with Grimes winning. Uh, Priest was hurt. Yeah, he took advantage. Uh, Carrion Cross. Uh, it was a little bit competitive. It was hard hitting. Yeah. It was quick. It would needed to be like what it, it needed to be. What it would you know needed to be, and then it was over. Yeah, Bronson Reed got as much offense as he needed to get. Um, it was cool. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk about the the main event: Keith Lee, Gargano, and Balor. Uh, I thought that this match. It happened the way I envisioned it in my mind. Two small guys <laughs> teaming up on Keith Lee, him doing power moves, then the two smaller guys mm-hmm. wrestling, and then Keith Lee overcoming. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I I would say watching NXT, I didn't really care about anything that was happening on the show. I just wanted to see this match, and uh, it delivered. I, I like this match a lot. Um, it does start out a little slow with... Um, you know, Gargano and uh, Balor trying to, like, whittle him down. But then he, he just starts going wild. <laughs> Keith Lee just starts going wild. And then uh, it and then it just uh, it wraps up. It, it's not too long of a match. So I think that's fantastic. I'm curious to see where Finn and uh, Johnny go after this. Uh, but in two weeks, uh, we're going to get... Keith Lee versus uh, Adam Cole, champion versus champion. I'm excited. Don't think that that, I mean, I don't think that's going to have a definitive end. 
I'm, I'm still going to stand uh, on that. I don't think that there's going to be something's going to happen where, um, yeah, either Keith is going to like get attacked during the match or Adam Cole will. A lot of the, these guys have a lot, both have enemies and a common enemy in carrying cross. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good match. Keith Lee. I mean, he's been amazing. His, his matches typically have been recently and like with Roderick strong and things like that has been through smaller, you know, smaller opponents. I mean, look at the man, like this guy is a mammoth of, of man, but, yeah, uh, you know, I think Adam Cole and Keith Lee are going to be a show stealer when it comes June eighth, uh, July eighth, and yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to see it too. I just don't think I really think that Adam Cole and Karrion Cross is the move, and I don't know if you're going to do that with like Adam Cole being a double champion. Uh, I don't know how they're going to book that either. Uh. I'll, I'll worry about that when we get there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope there. I hope there's no shenanigans uh, in the match, and we do get a definitive winner. But we'll see how Papa H uh, books it. As it stands right now, you better reach down deep into those pockets and pull out a man-sized miracle, because that's what you're gonna need to beat the champion. But it's not gonna happen. And I'll tell you this: at Fighter Fest. The Orange Cassidy phenomenon is over because I'm going to make sure that you, my friend, run out of juice. We shall see. All right, so now we're going to move on to AEW Dynamite this week. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, By your, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that you were down on it. Uh, not yeah, not too big of a fan of this episode, but um. Uh, I, I would guess a lot of things have changed on the show, but I was only uh, I was really only paying attention to uh, the championship stuff. Like who, uh, I was like really paying attention to Hikaru Shida uh, and Penelope Ford, and then uh, the Brian Cage thing. And I'm sold on Brian Cage, man. I really hope I really hope he wins it. Okay, uh, Moxley was not here because he voluntarily took himself mm-hmm. out because. It just came out that, you know, unfortunately, Renee Young tested positive for COVID. Uh, we wish her that a makes speedy me re- very sad. Uh, I mean, we wish her a speedy recovery. I think she's going to be okay. Mox did test negative yeah. for COVID, so he'll probably be back in time for the championship okay. match. I think Brian Cage and the squash match looked terrific. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. How that championship match shakes out on, I think they're fighting July 8th. I don't want... Oh, they're going to be fighting... Uh, they're going to be night one of it? No, they're night two. So let me run down oh, okay, the card. Okay. Let me run down the card real fast. So July 1st, next week. Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, best friends of the tag team titles. Cody and Jake Hager for the TNT Championship. You got Sheeta and Penelope Ford for the uh, Women's Championship. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. And then Private Party... Against Santana Ortiz, private party will be with Matt Hardy. The next night, well, the next week, Moxley Cage, uh, AEW World Title, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, Lance Archer and Joey Janela, Nyla Rose, uh, that's to be announced, uh, Colt Cabana and the Dark Order versus uh, SCU, and FTR and the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade, and Lucha Brother and... Uh, the Lucha Brothers, the returning champion in Pentagon Jr. He was able to get over here and come back from Florida. Yeah. So that is your cards for it. Yeah, I'm not sure who Nyla Rose fights, but uh, since, oh. you know, well, since because Chris Statlander is hurt, so they're going to have to find yeah. maybe, maybe Big Swole. I, I don't know, but um, maybe. Yeah, she that should back. bother somebody that is uh, able to compete, but. Yeah, uh, that that would have been nice, but um, that's an okay card. I lo- I mean, I love the Britt Baker stuff. I think Britt is keeping it interesting while she heals. I will- yeah, I, I I do I do like that they're still having Britt Baker on the show, but the stuff with Big Swole, I'm just like, you know, on AEW rules, man, you need to do something else besides bother a person that can't compete and probably like get a match and win. Um. Well, that's that's just how I feel about it. I mean, that's up to booking. 
But I think that you yeah. can, but you could do both. I think that you can continue the thing with Britt Baker and obviously tease it for all out when she comes back. And then you have mm-hmm. Big Swole kind of have her thing in the ring where she either feuds with um Nile Rose or uh man, I'm trying to think of who else they have uh on there. But uh like whoever mm-hmm. is on their women's division and have her get some wins and build up until you get to September. Yeah. Because shit, we're almost it's it's basically July now. So yeah. and when we blink it's gonna be September. So have the you know, as fast as days are going here. So, you know Um If Big Swole loses to Britt Baker <laughs> Uh that's gonna be funny as hell. Uh why expound upon that? Um, you've been bothering this person that can't fight back uh, for weeks now, and now they could now that they could fight back, you lose. Now that they're really, uh, now that they're able to fight, uh, yeah, just uh, karma, I guess. Well, I mean, we'll see because we we got to see if Britt will even be ready for uh, all out. Like you know what I mean, like we see if like her, her rehab but- is going well, so it may not even happen. I'm guessing it happens like i'm like 70 percent well, like, sure this this match happens when like, whenever the match happens <laughs> big swole better win i well i mean i hope uh, it just depends on what direction that they go like if they want to like continue to like if you want to build up if you want to build up brit okay in my opinion if you want to build up brit baker as the big heel to eventually go against hikaru shida and like dethrone her, you're gonna have mm-hmm. you would probably have Britt Baker win that match. But if you don't want to go that okay. route and you want to uh, build more contenders in your women's division, obviously you would have Britt Big Swole win. Uh, you know what I mean? Like okay. if it looks like if I'm looking to how if I'm guesstimating how they book their women, they usually have. Uh, one competitor have a big win streak and then they have their big win. Like they book it very, yeah. very classic or they have them lose. Like it could go either way. It, they book it very 80s. Uh, like, or, or you know what? I'll even put, uh, as an example, I'll put Sonata, right? Sonata in New Japan, this guy wins like New Japan Cup. He wins things like that. But he always gets mm-hmm. to either Okada or he has like a singles match against for a title, and he always loses. That's kind of how uh, AEW books their women. But sometimes they win. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it depends on what they want to do. <laughs> if Brit, if they want to make Britt Baker, if they want to have Britt Baker win, cut the shit with Big Swole. If they want Big Swole to win, keep going. That's how I feel about it. All right. Um, I mean, like, it it just depends on where you're coming from. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just. I mean, how how is Big Swole not going to look dumb when you've been harassing or just bothering this person that can't fight back week to week? And as soon as they're good to get back in the ring, you lose against them. That makes you look like a sucker. It does. Okay. So if I'm booking this match and if I want to book. If I want to book Britt to win, I would obviously have, and I want to keep Big Swole, quote unquote, looking strong. I would have Britt cheat to win. That's how I would do it. And a, a lot of WWE matches would have that too. But if mm-hmm. I want, in the meantime, if I want Big Swole to be another, like I said, like somebody's going to have to step up because Chris Statlander is out yeah. for six to seven months. Given because she tore this, ACL, so and if, this is Big Swole's time to step up. But they have her fucking around with Britt Baker week to week. Well, that's why I said earlier you can have her do the thing with Britt. Obviously, they can have their interactions because I I, I enjoy them personally. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, have her beat. Have her win matches, like have her beat Nyla Rose, like have her like yeah. I thought it was a little wonky to have the match with Nyla Rose her return. 
and yeah. and like Bricks will lose against her and then have like her Ow. do the interactions with the cage. Like I thought that was I'm like, yeah. all right, that's you gotta have Big Swole win there. Like that that's where I thought yeah. like the booking was a little like uh, a little suspect. Like you gotta have Big Swole get some wins. Like and they have people where she could rack up wins against. Like uh, I'm not saying yeah. like, may you know like, like they had Hikaru Shida just beat up some random person uh this week. That could have been Big Swole. Well you had to get Hikaru Shida on the show. And you just having Kind of like the There's Brian, other ways to do that. Yeah, but it's kind of like having like the uh, to hype up because she also hyped the match against Penelope before. Like she went to the into the crowd and she hit Kip Sabian mm-hmm. and then they had that little interaction. Okay, cool. Like you have like the little thing to hype up the match. So, I mean, going forward, because I don't know what Firefest is doing because it looks like they already have a full card already. I would have Big Swole go into that slot on July eighth against Nyla Rose and get the win because that's a big win. So, yeah. like, with Big Swole kind of getting into the uh, the rankings here, you got to have her get some wins. So, like, yeah, I'm trying to see what they go forward. I'm d- I'm not saying either way is fine. I'm just trying to figure ways how to actually book this to make it seem like it makes sense. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just wouldn't have like at that point where like her and Britt had that interaction with. Uh, the cart, I would have definitely had Big Swole mm-hmm. win against Nyla Rose. Because if you're not going to have Nyla Rose yeah. challenge uh, Hikaru Shida again for a rematch soon, then, all right, let's build up Big Swole. I think soon as Statlander got injured, <laughs> Big Swole should have like gotten the win like in the following week. You know? Um, they need people to step up and, you know, She's one of those, like she's one of those people that you have on standby, and they just chose to have her fuck around with a uh, Brit Baker. But uh, we'll see how they go on with that. Hopefully, uh, they do something better with it. Uh, well, let's talk about the Jericho Orange Cassidy ending segment. Good. I'm actually really hyped to see this match and how they're gonna how they're gonna do it. Like <laughs> they have done a really good job. Keeping not only keeping Orange Cassidy's cool character, but also showing another side of him that is aggressive. Like I think the past three mm-hmm. weeks, he have, he has bled every single week. <laughs> I think this week was uh, not intentional because who <laughs> when they blade, they don't bleed from the ear. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm like ooh, he's bleeding from the ear. Like hopefully that's not an eardrum or something like that. But yeah, um, this is a good way to keep Jericho occupied. Uh, I think that this is going to be a good match between them, especially with, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like July 8th, there's a lot of, I mean, you got to figure that the FTR and Young Bucks and Butcher and Blade and Lucha Brothers match is going to take up some time. Uh, oh boy, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, that and the Moxley Brian Cage match, you only have two hours for this. So like, this yeah. is like a pay-per-view within a like a dynamite episode. So I think they're going to get a little bit of time. Maybe I will say, I'll say like 10 minutes, 10, 12 oh, no. minutes. And this eight man is something that you really just throw on a regular dynamite. And then you get the actual pay-per-view match like next week. But man, this eight man is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> That eight man is a whole lot of feuds in there. Like that's just like, all right, man. Let's try to fit as many tag teams as we can into a match. And and it was just like during pandemic time, you don't need to squeeze as much people as you can. I think. I mean, obviously they're doing they're doing the whole FTR Young Bucks thing. That's and it, it's big mm-hmm. that they got the Lucha Brothers back. Like it was big yeah. that they got Pentagon back. I think that's uh, very cool. Um, but this this could have easily just been the revival versus the Lucha Bros, and then that could have been it. That could have, but they also are in a feud with Butcher and Blade. Listen, I don't know. It I, I, it, did, it didn't need to go that deep. Butcher and Blade, like I'm glad they're doing stuff with Butcher and the Blade, but like, nah, son, you guys already got beat. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. Um, obviously, <laughs> they're trying to like make a huge feud with. 
they're tag teams. Okay, great. But mm-hmm. like this, I, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, how you book this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. Know. Uh, obviously, uh, they're winning. That. Well, yeah. Like the the faces are gonna win. Uh, like if the heels win here, it'd be a big ass shock to me. But um, I well, unless you want to prolong I, this, I think I, I think they could do some good stuff if they lose here. Depending who takes the pin here, like let's say one of the young bucks take the pin, and then they cost a revival of the match, and and you know that kind of just like stirs up some more animosity towards them. It was just like we didn't lose, like we didn't take a pin here. You guys lost, like you guys ruined it for us. Like that's a uh, that's an interesting route that they can take it. I would rather them take that route, but knowing AEW, they're going to they're they're going to have F- FTR and Gunbucks win, and <laughs> yeah. then they're just going to go through the whole respect thing. I hope they go the way that you just said, but like I'm fifty fifty. I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's just what something I hope to see. I think that would be a, a interesting route to take rather than. Just beating beating the uh, the Lucha Brothers again, and then uh, you know, um, yeah, don't have Lucha Brothers be, come back and then have them lose, especially in the eight man. Yeah, and then uh, and it's interesting because Butcher and the Blade gets a win, and they're on the well, I guess they're not on the board, but you know, they racked up a win, and that's important still. Maybe <laughs> I don't, well, it may not be in the regular tag team rankings because it's an eight man tag team, so I don't know how that even factors into. The yeah, there's rankings. also that. <laughs> the rankings are so ridiculous, man. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, Cody and Hager press conference real fast. Uh, Hager shows Do up. We late. have to <laughs> basically. Well, Hager shows up late. He does this thing. They do uh, like the whole. Posing thing like they do in UFC, he puts his face, fist in his face, and then there we go. Cody, you know, cuts a promo. So does R. Anderson, and R. Anderson cuts a long-winded promo. Cody also, you know, does his usual, you know, pull yourself from the bootstraps. I struggle too, tight promo. And then Jake Hager comes. They do the pose, and then he tries to stir up some shit that doesn't really amount to anything. And then it was just like, did this have to be a whole segment? My okay, listen, man. My <laughs> okay, my criticism about this whole this whole uh, feud is that it feels like it's very thrown together. Like out of everything on the card, like I just don't think that it had enough steam to even like get me invested in it. So like the whole like Jake Hager, uh, like him being, you know, the guy to challenge Cody. I'm just like cool. Like, it's just another... <laughs> yeah. It's just basically another feud or another, like, open challenge for Cody to go through to basically defend the title against. Like, I don't even think that Jake Hager is going to win. Which is weird because, like, Jake Hager is, like, built as some sort of badass at the inner circle. And if he loses this, he would have lost oh. a uh, AEW championship and TNT championship match each. So, like, I don't know how you keep that aura up if he keeps on losing matches. How do you keep the threatening aura of the inner circle when all of them lose except Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho? I guess. Well, San- like, why Santana does Blaze sit, like beat Matt Hardy this week? Yeah, that did happen. No, uh, no, 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 no. Matt no. Hardy got the roll up. Yeah, he got the roll up. My bad. Um, so why does Blaze Sex God have more wins on the board than Santana and Ortiz? Well, you're not. Gonna, well, I think. Out of all the regrets of these signings is that and like Santana and Ortiz didn't go somewhere else because I feel like they are I don't know like how they're booked I just I'm just baffled at like them like having all this hype and rightfully so mm-hmm. like them being LAX coming from Impact now I'm like they should have stayed in Impact because like they would have been yeah. better served there they're just losing and what are you doing with they this? lose here and then, uh, and AEW is putting more tag teams out there. Now we don't have. Now we don't have Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Now we have Coca Bana and fucking uh, Brody Lee. And now we have another tag team of Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Which why they have to lose? They were doing. They did amazing on Dark last week. I think. Well, I think that tag team it could be very fun. 
I, I think I I like Joey Janela and uh, Sonny yeah. Kiss together. Like that. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I yeah I think that's great. But then cutting them at the knees or really stun, stunting their momentum by having them lose to the Dark Order, but not even like the Dark Order. They lost to Cole Cabana and uh, Brody Lee, not Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Well, they're trying to. Uh, what they're trying to do there is kind of further the storyline because you're going to have that triple threat, right? So you're going to have Cole triple. Cabana. Oh, well, yeah. not 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 the triple threat, like the six man tag. So like you have Colt Cabana, who's not sure if he's even in the Dark Order. He Brody Lee is kind of like taking him under his wing, going against SCU. So and and well, <clears throat> Stu Grayson is actually in that match. Funny enough, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that if okay, so like if I'm putting on my future booking hat here, um, I think that Cabana is going to turn his back on them. He's gonna like swerve them, I think, eventually, mm-hmm. and then like it's gonna be Brody Lee versus Cole Cabana. Oh, I don't want to see that. I just see that coming from a mile away, from years and years of watching wrestling. Like it's just like, oh, okay, like he's gonna, he's going to swerve them like because you can't add yet another person to the damn dark order it'd be like 10 people yeah so uh i think anna j is very important because then they'll have like you know they can get some hold on the women's division like i think that's cool because she's not gonna be in the space of the men yes you know, she has a she has her own dark order lane to like stay in. That's cool. Cocabana? No. <laughs> I I mean, they're doing they're trying to do something different with him. I just don't I I don't buy him as a heel. <laughs> I would just never buy him as a heel. Like, oh my god, like Cocabana? Oh, how could he? Like, he's just. I too, don't. I, like, I'm not you, a fan of Cole Cabana. Well, I mean, like you hear, like the you hear the, the you're not gonna make me care about Cole Cabana in 2020. Well, you you hear the the theme song like Cole 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 Cabana. Like you know what I mean? Like I can't like buy him as like being like this evil guy who is like <laughs> under the guise of Dark Order. I just don't. So yeah. I definitely see him either in that match or down the road, like costing Brody Lee something, yeah. and then them them feuding. Um. Yeah, just as long as I've known Cole Cabana, I've just never been really a, a huge fan of his work. And then him being a part of the Dark Order, he's always, like, I've seen some of his, like, you know, his serious matches. But, like, he's always been, like, a comedy guy. And I just don't think that, I don't think it meshes well. Like, what Dark Order is trying to do, he's trying to rebuild, in a sense. But I don't think uh, Cabana uh, is a guy they, they should really be focusing on. Um, he's not particularly too... Uh, it's not a young guy. <laughs> so. Well, I think that's why they're doing the Dark Order storyline. So it's just kind of yeah. off the, uh, it's off the cuff, as you want to see. You know, it's off the, uh, it's off to the side. Like, you, you don't want to have Colt Cabana <clears throat> beating up, like, uh, Darby Allen. Um, just, just, put like the, just put the boy on Dark. <laughs> just put him on Dark like they do everybody else, man. You know, even Let though. Let him have a match with Luther, bruh. Well, no, come on, man. Like, don't, don't. I wouldn't put Cole Cabana <laughs> on Dark and have him feud with Luther, but, like, I think this is fine for now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a storyline. I, 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 I would be fine with it. Or, like, I, I would be, like, relatively okay with it if they didn't beat Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, who literally just, like, kind of got, like, their legs. Uh, and then Lance Archer comes out and then just obliterates their legs. <laughs> He is Lance Ar- Ar- Archer, though. Like, you can't have, like, Lance Archer. Well, I mean, okay, so if you have... But, like, Lance why Archer- is he beating... Why Why is he beating up Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela? They're a tag team. They're no real threat to him. Unless he gets a tag team partner, and then we have another tag team in the division. No, because on July 8th, it's going to be Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Then we just leave it. We just leave a sunny kiss behind. <laughs> I think just well, for that one night. I think, and then they'll continue with the tag. Listen, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I, 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 like I know, but like we're trying to make sense of it, and I'm just like, there's just like so many factors that like, uh, it's whatever, man. You gotta get. I mean, 
you got to give Lance Archer something to do. It's Joey Janela. I... You Lance Archer would have had something to do if he just won the TNT Championship. <laughs> but then what, what would Cody do? Cody will always find himself something to do. That's a. By the way, that's a joke. Ooh, what would Cody? Do? <laughs> uh, that, and I'm joking with you as well. But yeah, like oh, what, would, what would Cody do? Like you know what I mean? Like what would he do? I don't know. Um, see, that's the problem with having so many guys like that. You have to keep strong. And you only have, yeah. like, now it's like you have to, like, another... Th- yeah, now they're trying now they're trying to build up all these guys, but why weren't you trying to build up Butcher and a Blade when, when they're with uh, MJF? But now you're trying to do it once they get the Revival? Don't. And the Revival blew them out the water last week? Or uh, two weeks ago? Come on, man. Now I... you're trying to do something with these guys? Well, I mean, okay. All right, let me, before we get out of here, let me try to make sense of this, which Butcher and Played, you got to do something with, okay? Like, they're a tag team that you brought in. They actually had a totally different gimmick. Now they're wearing white t-shirts. All right, cool. Then they, you know, they stole the rival's car. <laughs> they talk now, so yeah. that's cool. When F, which is fine. Like, Braxton, pretty good talker. Like, I've seen him in Impact. Not bad. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good talker. You got Allie, who's doing... Stuff with QT Marshall, who is home because of COVID. So, like, wish him a speedy recovery mm-hmm. as well. With that, with FTR, you have to give them a opening. Few, you can't just go straight to the Bucks. Like, I think that yeah. one thing that AEW is well, okay, one thing that I think AEW okay, is guilty ahead. for, right, is that bring introducing these big guys, and I'll yeah. use Brody Lee as an example, introducing these big guys, right. And then putting them into a top feud, a la Moxley, and then beating them, and then them just kind of hovering around and not really mm-hmm. having, well, having something to do, but not something that you would think that is comparable to them. Like, you know what I mean? So now you have Brody Lee and kind of like this yeah. Colt Cabana storyline where you thought, like, hey, yeah. Colt, Brody Lee's coming here. Like, he would be, he would be obviously in the title picture, but then you have Brown Cage. So you can't have Brian Cage like sit off to the side. So like that's the conundrum that they have. They have so many guys. They have AW Dark, which they have like eleven matches on. But yeah, they have so like, many quote unquote building. Like, building a guy is a process, and I think they're really rushing it by just throwing them in title shots. Because like if Brian Cage doesn't win here, he's going to be in the position that Brody Lee and Lance Archer are in, and that's an issue. And with the revival thing, yeah, you know, you have to put kind of like a barricade between them and the Bucks. And it's like, it's obviously where it's all going to lead up to. But like, maybe you could have did a illusion a little bit. Uh, and like, still, none of these tag, like, uh, I know that they're, uh, I, I know that Hangman and Omega are looking at the best friends. That's kind of what their focuses are. Uh, their focus are, and that's what the show focuses on. But do these other teams not have tag team aspirations? Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. You are probably gonna get upset. This is how <laughs> I think. This is how I think they're gonna book it for All Out. And they alluded to this. I think last week's show. It is going to be a triple threat tag team match for the titles. It's going to be FTR, it's going to be Young Bucks, and it's going to be Paige and Omega. That's what they're going to do. I have saw this. Listen. You were not wrong. I don't know why. When you said triple threat, my face scrunched up. <laughs> it's going to be a triple threat tag match. Listen, you could see this booking coming from a mile away. Best friends are not going to beat. I'm, I'm presumably saying best friends are not going to beat uh, Paige oh, yeah. and, and Omega. Not. It's not going to happen. But I'm telling you, this is what this is what they're going to do for All Out. It's going to be a triple threat tag team. They love like matches like that, like triple threats. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, it's always like positively received, you know, from their peoples. So when I done, guess when, yeah. when done right. Well, you got to do it yeah. right. There's a science to booking those matches where it's not overdone. But, like, just throwing guys into damn matches, like, that, I'm telling you, this is what, this is what they're going to do. This is what is going to be. 
<laughs> when it happens, I don't want anybody to be surprised. When they did the whole breakup thing, where it's like uh, Omega Page, uh, FTR, and then the Young Bucks, oh, and then the uh, FTR. I, and I even I forgot about that. Told you, <laughs> and that's what that's what's gonna happen. There's <sighs> there's really like listen, there's really they you know what I mean like you have so many acquisitions, and like with WWE, they they actually have the opposite problem where they they can't get people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> AEW has so many people on the show. That it's just like, okay, like, what do we do here? How do we, like, you have the problem with people being in multiple storylines and then people who are not in storylines that you feel like they should be in. Because a lot of these, uh, because some of these matches on Firefest are kind of thrown together. And it's just like, you know, instead of just really throwing matches together, you could have just gave matches that you already have that make sense more time. But I, it is what it is, man. Um, well, that's a that, that's our show, right? <laughs> that's about it, right? Yeah, that's it. That is. Oh wait, uh, Warlow versus Luchasaurus was cool. I thought I thought that was a good match. Uh, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Uh... <laughs> Marco, Marco, yeah, Marco. Fine. No, <laughs> no, I. No, I just thinking about that spot, it just made me laugh. Like that's who Marco Stunt <laughs> is in AEW. Like, just, just him getting sent to God. <laughs> he's just a crash test dummy, which is, I mean, yeah, that that worked for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to be Jurassic Express next week, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF Wardlow, which I think is going to be a pretty good tag team match. Uh, yeah, that should be uh, that should be good. Hopefully, MJF uh, does moves on from this at least, or you know kind of gets like upper on the card like by all means i'm not particularly too big of a fan of his but just seeing him bumble around with these guys when he has a better win uh win lost than cody it's kind of crazy moxley moxley next i think you should go against moxley next that should be your program for all out you know what i mean I think I think they're gonna i think they'll do cody and mjf uh i hope they oh no we will see. No. <laughs> uh, God, let, no. Let's do enough fantasy book, uh, booking for yeah, uh, just other wrestling things before I, uh, we go, I guess. Um, Stardom's back. That's fun. Uh, I have to watch the show. Um, Spot Callers, we should be back relatively soon. I'm recording some episodes in bulk. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I mean... Some things on my end, of course, I have like the out, like the, the headlock journal. We'll have some writing over there. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. you know, somebody. I think somebody contacted me to write about this Tessa Blanchard situation. Oh God! But um, yeah, we'll have the stuff there every week. Of course, you know, you could for this show, you can follow us at RNT Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe, like, comment, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, as always, like, I guess we're, we're the quarantine station. We have something for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. you got new episode of the A Show. Uh, they talk about speaking out there and the last episode of the Last Ride documentary. Uh, I thought that was the best episode out of all of them. But, of course, The Undertaker, he'll be back. He, he'll be back. I, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't think... We'll see if the Undertaker he'll, comes back. He'll be I don't, back. Uh, the money, yeah, listen, like money always calls and events calls. He, it's not like he's going to put him on ignore. He's going to be like, "Yes, Vince. All right, you need me to fight against such I, and such." I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> also, we got uh, the lookout. Uh, they talk about Good my episode. hero. Yeah, my hero Academia. They talk the most the most influential arc there. Give that a listen. I've been um, watching it through them. <laughs> talk about the Big Eyes podcast. They talk about the latest chapters in Dragon Ball Super and Baruto. You got the Black Variant. Justin joins them over there. They talk about Michael Keaton potentially going back as the Dark Knight and how it would impact the DCU now that you got Flashpoint. I don't know what the Flashpoint thing is, but a lot of people are tight. <laughs> okay, so like real quick, Flashpoint is like when... 
storyline is uh, the Flash goes back in time. He changes time to like prevent his mother dying. And with doing that, mm-hmm. he kind of fucks up the universes a little bit. So like in this oh, okay. potential movie arc, in doing this, um, he would create a whole other timeline where the Michael Keaton Batman exists. Where he's older, and it would be, it would be potentially, oh, it would be that's he, yeah, it would potentially be like lay the groundwork for Batman Beyond. So Ooh. like he would take the mantle, like so if you saw like Ben Affleck, he plays more akin to uh, the Dark Knight Returns Batman, like the older Batman and Batman vs Superman, and now like Justice League or Matt, or, uh, the upcoming Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League that's coming on HBO Max. So you have that, and so mm-hmm. he would take the place as the older Batman. It would be like its own DC universe, and then like the. Robert Pattinson Batman's that's coming out next year, it would be its kind of its own thing. But you have that because you have multiverses and comics. That's heat. I like so, that. So, like, yeah, that's what you would have. I like that. That's cool. I guess I'm excited for Flashpoint now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I know, like, some people are like, oh, Flashpoint, but, like, if they really pull this off and they bring Keaton back, it would actually be really, really cool. And especially okay. having, like, multiple uh, dimensions of Batman. So, I thought that was cool. Listen to the episode. Uh... Next week, we'll be talking about, I guess, the first nights of Great American Bash and Firefest. So, for myself and for Cyrus, be safe, stay uh, socially distanced, put some masks on, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.